Captain's uh, next guest awaiting. Does such great job as far as the district attorney of uh, Suffolk County, Ray Tanny. Nice enough to give us a couple of minutes here on a Tuesday. Sir, how are you? Everything okay? That was a massive, uh, massive indictment, uh, including the murder of a man outside of a nightclub in Farmingville. Welcome. 18 alleged members of a gang. Right, go ahead. Good to have you. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Talk to me about this. Uh, this was a a massive situation. Carjackings involved here. Both counties, by the way, folks. Uh, the shooting of a couple of teenagers outside of Lee Zeldin's home, we remember, a couple of months ago. This was a long-term investigation. Everybody involved here as far as agencies, Ray, huh? Yeah. You know, when I first um, started, I said we were going to take a comprehensive look at, at gang and gun violence. And so this is a 10-month investigation. Uh, we executed over 100 search warrants, um, did a lot of investigation, worked with a lot of great agencies, uh, Suffolk County PD, Nassau County PD, Suffolk County Sheriff, uh, Marshal Service helped us out. Um, and we were able to, to put together uh, a comprehensive uh, gang conspiracy case. And the thing that I like about it is it really you know, illustrates uh, you know, what this particular uh, gang was doing and how uh, such a small percentage of the population could drive so much of the violence and crime in the community. You know, Ray, I remember I, it was one of the first days of your tenure, you actually formed a bureau, right? A gang violence, violence task force, something in that regard. Uh, and that was really kind of cracked down on the gun violence, a lot of the criminal activity perpetrated. Uh, by these gangs and these criminal organizations. You know, you set forth to do that. I do believe one of your first uh, first things on the agenda then, no? Yeah, it was it was the first thing I did. And, you know, you know from working in the, with, uh, as a federal prosecutor working in Brooklyn, uh, I realized that you really have to take this, this comprehensive look at gangs, make sure that you charge them with the violence. You just don't charge them with conspiracy to commit violence because they will not get as much time. Uh, sometimes you can't get bail on just conspiracy cases. So uh, we we were really um, able to work with uh, some of the people that I brought in, some of the people here in Suffolk, uh, to put together this, this gang case, which really shows, you know, what the NFL gang is all about. And it's, You know, they, they, called, they styled themselves everybody killers, and that was, because they you know, wanted to go after everyone uh, who disrespected them or, or who stood in their way. And NFL folks, not National Football League, but No Fake Love. That was the name of the gang, uh, these uh, alleged members. Yeah. By the way, they took French Bulldogs, too. Those are, that's uh, worth an awful lot of money. It's, I believe they could sell, I mean, you're talking about four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000 a piece. I mean, that's how intense uh this thing was as far as the operations were concerned uh so uh that's uh, that's what it, now let me ask you did some of the arrests have to be attached you and i've spoken about this prior regarding rico how, how effective is rico with the alignment of this so these individuals can't get away go ahead well rico is a that's a federal statute uh that's something that i used when i was a federal prosecutor and and rico is a is a great uh, is a great tool. Uh, unfortunately, it's not available to state prosecutors. So we, we could have used the uh, the state uh, racketeering law, which which isn't quite as uh, expansive as RICO. But 
um, you know, when you're talking about murders, but you're talking about charges that are uh, uh, punishable by up to 25 years to life in prison. So we were able to fashion uh, the indictment in such a way with the conspiracies and the violence uh, to make sure that um, these individuals would be facing a significant amount of time and would be held responsible for their actions. No question. Ray Tanny with us, Suffolk County uh, DA. Ray, let's get into a couple of things. Had Steve Chasman on about an hour ago. We're talking about the fentanyl. He's got to press her a little bit later on. Uh, it's about the awareness uh, of it all. What are we seeing regarding, and you know, we, we know around this country, we are seeing it's like 107,000. They did a study from June to June as far as the deaths. Quibbling, I hate to put it, always put it the way of a plane crash a day, 300 a day we're losing around this country we know it's high in uh on long island give me give me a little sense as far as how you're combating the fentanyl and what you're seeing here well you know it's it's unfortunately what, what's happening it, with regard to drugs uh in the country and, and in suffolk county is no different uh it's all fentanyl uh because fentanyl is so cheap and so powerful uh, and synthetically made in a lab in, in China and Mexico, um, that it, that it's just economically, it's just the, the, it it makes sense for um, you know dealers to to uh, lace everything that they sell from Molly to heroin to, to cocaine. It, it's not that it's it's fentanyl, and it's incredibly dangerous. And you know it's pouring through our border, and um, you know it's just. It's creating an incredible, uh, you know, tragedy in, in, in not only Suffolk County, but, but communities all over uh, the country. Um, and what we need is we need a death by dealer statute because, uh, you know, we can't let, allow dealers to sell this drug, fentanyl, uh, with, with impunity. Point. And I'm worried about this Title 42 expiring in eight days. I'll tell you. Um, we are going to get, if you think you're having encounters right now down there, forget it, uh, in, on December what, 21st, when 42 ends. I mean, that's something I'm sure you and other DAs in and around are going to be looking at. I mean, you're talking about the drugs coming in and everything else, huh? Well, you know, we've, we, you know, as, as a country, we've, we've sort of ceded our, our authority on the border. Um, and any, anyone would know that, uh, you know, when you when you create a power vacuum, uh, someone's going to fill, fill it. In this case, it's the uh, human traffickers, it's the drug dealers, the drug cartel. Um, they're they're human trafficking, uh, the, and drugs are streaming across our borders, um, and it's having a direct effect on on the people in our communities. But you know, there's no there's no apparently there's no crisis uh, there's no crisis on the border. So it's it's um, it's um, it's it's concerning to say the least, but you know it's not like we've been getting any help anyway. So you know we we have to do what we have to do. I think people left and right. Steve Chasman is doing his job. He's got a press later in Port Jeff. You know the it's cheap, uh, it's fake, but it's deadly. Uh, you know there's uh, no reversal, unfortunately, with those folks. Uh, fentanyl kills. I mean that's the bottom line. Fentanyl kills. And it's, you know, it's about getting these guys off the streets. They're, it's coming through the border. You know, it's like Swiss cheese. I mean, that's what it's uh, in play here. Uh, so it's something to be very aware of, especially uh, during the holiday times. Ray Tanny with us. Ray, talk to me about the Patchogue nurse, um, the conviction, criminally negligent homicide. We're talking about the death. 
of Evelyn Rodriguez, the anti-gang activist, overturned in July, not accepting a plea deal offer as of yet uh, from the judge. Again, the nine-month sentence to avoid a second trial. What can you tell us the latest here regarding this? Well, you know, it, it, you know, obviously that was a, a tragic, um, you know, a, tra- a tragic event, and uh, you know, the case was was tried under my predecessor. Unfortunately, the um, you know the appellate division overturned it uh, due to prosecutorial misconduct. Um, you know, so the case comes back to us, and uh, you know, we're ready to go. Um, and uh, you know, the judge uh, came out and and said that you know was going to give a, a set, you know a, a plea deal. Um, and, uh, you know, the defendant didn't accept it, which is, which is her right. So we'll go forward from there and, uh, we're prepared to try the case. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I don't think it gets, I don't think it gets better, uh, for the defendant, but, uh, but that's not my decision. Question about it. We'll see how that fares, but, uh, uh, certainly, uh, this has kind of been like a ping pong match and everything else. Uh, Ray did a good job to make sure that, uh, you know, it's, it's got to be looked at again here, this whole thing. So hopefully, you know, that will that will be in play. Ray, uh, you know, I over the weekend, December 10th and everything else, besides my kid's birthday on that day, I, I always think about Gilgo and when it all started way back in time as far as the bodies and whatnot. Um, I know you are making progress. I know you're working diligently uh you guys are doing a very good job you, you're holding various pressers regarding this ronnie harrison as well as errol toulon jr the sheriff and everything else uh do you feel a lot of progress being made i know a lot of stuff you know sometimes under the radar investigation ongoing and whatnot but do you feel you are making strides as far as gilgo is concerned you know i'm very I'm very happy where Gilgo uh, is, the, the, you know, the status of the investigation. And, you know, I'll say this because, you know, there was something over the weekend, you know, from, from people making claims uh, about, about the case, people who are no longer involved in the case. Um, and, uh, you know, I can tell you that when we came on board for the first time uh, since, since, this, this, since the inception of this case, the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office have been working directly with uh, the investigative unit in the case, the Suffolk County PD and the FBI. Uh, and we're going forward together on the case. Um, and I think that's the way to go. Um, and I, I think it's a little disheartening when, you know, uh, other people uh, speak about the case, uh, especially when they have no idea what's going on right now. Ongoing investigation and whatnot. I'll, I'll say this, you know, if you, and I know you're paying attention to what's going on in Idaho right now, the uh, murder of the, those four college students and everything else. And I know, you know, with Gilgo, uh, and I always say money talks, you know, even the upping of a reward for information that will lead to arrests in this particular case. I think it's vital here. Haven't seen a lot of that up out in Idaho. We're going on a month here. Uh, quick assessment from you, and in my estimation, I don't care if you're in the middle of an investigation, why not put rewards in play regarding monetary figures? Uh, I think money talks, it always does, and that's how you get information here. What about that aspect? Um, I think uh, you, know, you, you cut out in here exactly what you said. Um, you know, the Idaho case is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough thing, and, and, you know, of course, it's tough for me to comment on it because I don't know what's going on. I think you know, the most important thing as, uh, you know, when you have a big case or a media worthy case like that, uh, you know, you have to control, 
you know, your investigative uh, leads uh, and the information, uh, and you can't necessarily disclose things. Um, so, you know, you have to be very circumspect as investigators on, on how you proceed and, and what you disclose to the public. Because, you know, there are, there are um, you know, facts uh, in the case that, that are going to be used by you uh, to, uh, you know, to, to, to make a determination as to whether information you're receiving is accurate or not. And, you know, you mentioned rewards. So if you're going to offer rewards, obviously a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I want that money. And then there are also a, a, another proportion of people saying, you know, I actually have information. So if you hold back some information and then when, when people come in and give you information, uh, you could, you know, with the information that you've held back from the public, you could tell whether someone's providing you with, with cre- credible information or just uh, regurgitated information that they've, you know, from, from media reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing, and that is uh, of technology-wise, DNA and whatnot, familial uh, DNA. Uh, we saw it solved as far as the Katrina, Katrina uh, Vetrano, I believe her name was. That was the Howard Beach jogger was murdered uh, a couple of years ago. Chanel Lewis brought in uh, that 20-year-old, 22-year-old right in that range, arrested for the murder there. We have seen cases solved going way back, even here on Long Island, 40, 50 years and whatnot. How vital is it to make sure that that is in play, this this technology, to be able to use this type of technology uh, that, you know, in, in in some situations, ironically, was disqualified by the state legislature uh, way back. Can't figure that one out. But how vital it is in your end of things to make sure that's in play? Well, you know, it's, it's critically important. Um, you know, we had the Eve Wilkowitz case. It's, it's ironic because I've been speaking with uh, Eve's sister, Irene, uh, and she's really, you know, she's just, they're a wonderful family. And, and, you know, she really wants to get involved because she, she doesn't want other families to go through what she went through. And if there's technology out there that will provide a, a little bit of closure to the victim's families, uh, she wants to make sure that she does everything she can to make sure that they get that as well. Uh, what happened in New York State is we were using uh, um, familial DNA uh, searches through uh, the state DCJS uh system, uh, and the appellate division, um, uh, the, the court said that we weren't able to do that. Uh, basically, what they were saying is, um, because it's an, it was an agency, a, a, uh, a administrative agency that was giving us that right to do it as prosecutors, but they said that if the legislature came through and enacted a law, we could do it. So again, the ball is in the court of our, our state legislators. Uh, state legislature. I have a list of, of laws, Jay, uh, with, uh, for our, our state legislators. Uh, if anyone in, in Albany is interested, they could come talk to me, and I have uh, you know 20 or 30 laws that we can talk about on how to keep uh, people safe in, in New York State. Uh, but uh, as of right now, the majority in uh, Albany does not seem at all interested in public safety. They talk about it all the time. Uh, in fact, they talk about it nonstop about uh, about uh, keeping people safe, um, but they're not they're not telling the truth, and they're not doing anything to to really uh, forward the the issue of public safety. No question, Ray. Very accessible. He will certainly convey info to you. One last thing: the data breach, Suffolk County. Hard to believe, Ray. We just passed the ninety day mark here. You got a panel, a committee coming into play. 
at the beginning of the year with subpoena power. Uh, listen, uh, I've delved into this. I have information regarding the fact of nefarious activities, negligence. Uh, I should say more on the negligence side of things is where I have my information that goes back many a month here. Uh, with the county did not provide. I mean, I know you're on this. I know you're awaiting and everything else. But uh, how vital will it become, at least for the public's point, to learn more in your estimation regarding here of the data breach? Well, you know, my my role is, is kind of uh, you know kind of interesting in that you know obviously we I have a law enforcement uh, role. The um, you know the black cat malware. Uh, you know that's occurring from uh, you know out of uh, Suffolk County, out of out of the country, really. And so we're working with the FBI to try to hold those individuals uh, responsible. Um, so uh, you know that's going forward. And then you have the remediation, which which is what uh, you know the county is doing. Uh, and then you have the question: uh, that, you know, how how can we make sure that uh, something like this doesn't happen? Were we were we uh, adequately prepared? So that's what the uh, legislature is endeavoring to look at, uh, and I think it's good. I think we need, we do need to look at to make sure that um, nothing like this ever happens, and we make sure that uh, that our uh, IT resources are are being properly used. No question. Speaking of never letting it occur again, I thought the judge in the case regarding the ex NYPD officer Michael Valva and his sentencing last week, twenty five years to life. In an emotional sense, stating we can never, ever let this happen again to a young child. Uh, I thought that really kind of summed it up well. And I know many were listening. I know you were as well. Uh, but uh, that's something I am sure is on your radar going forward. Well, a- absolutely. And, you know, the, the, we, the, we had, a, we had a, you know, the proper results with, with regard to uh, Defendant Michael Valva. Um, that case is over, but you know the story of Michael Valva is over. Uh, but the story of Anthony and Thomas Valva, the the young victims, you know, one of whom were was murdered, um, that continues. So we have another trial in uh, in February, and then uh, and then comes the work of ensuring that uh, something like this doesn't happen. And, and much like the data breach, we have to learn from uh, our history, learn from the past, and. Uh, make a determination, A, uh, what happened, and, and what recommendations can, can we make uh, to make sure that something like this doesn't happen again. Great, Tierney, ladies and gentlemen, doing the, the job as far as the Suffolk County District Attorney. Always a pleasure, sir. If we don't talk before the holidays, you have a great one, you and yours, all right? You too, Jay. Thank you very much.